Welcome to the I'm Still Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Whitlow. I've been reading and studying the Bible my entire life, but I still have a lot of questions, and I'm still learning what it means. Each episode, we will take a look at what the Bible has to say and what it means to us today. Entering a new calendar year always seems to make us think of ways we can improve our lives. One thing I recommend is changing the way we view and respond to the evil and injustice of the world that we live in. I'm calling episode 46, Reframe Your Response. Well, it's the start of a new year, and true to form, I have friends who say they are so done with last year and they are ready to have a great new year. And without exception, they are the same people who posted the same message a year ago. They had had enough of that year as well and were expecting better of this year that they are so done with now. Now here's the reality. All that is new and different about this year is the number of the year and the calendar on the wall. Here's the deal. It's just half time for the school year. There's one semester down and another one to go. Football isn't over for another month, and winter is just getting started. It's still life. There's no magic drop-off place where we leave our troubles behind and start over. What we bring to the end of one year goes with us into the next one. Now, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here. This is actually a message of hope. I'm not saying that things can't ever get better. What I am saying is that we don't have to wait for a new year to have a new outlook and to work toward a new future. And things don't magically change for the better because it's 2023 instead of 2022. Each of us has to begin the change in our own life for anything to change. And I know you've heard the saying that the definition of insanity is to keep doing the same things and expect a different result. Now, I don't have any illusions of making worldwide change where all the people of the world hold hands in a spirit of love and cooperation. Jesus told his disciples shortly before his crucifixion about the trouble and hard times that they could expect, but that by abiding in his love and with the wisdom of the Holy Spirit residing in them, they would make it through. He said in John 16, 33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Now right there is the clue to finding change in how we view this world and how we frame our response to it. It all has to do with being in right relationship with our Savior, Jesus Christ. So, for a few minutes, let's take a look at what is going on in and around our lives, our families, our churches, our lives as U.S. citizens, and our world, and how we can reframe our response to it. Now, I think you will agree that our world is angry, fearful, untrusting, and revengeful. If you watch any of the news channels for very long, you will sense every emotion but peace and contentment. 
the commentators will have you convinced that our very existence is on the verge of being wiped out because of the people we disagree with. They will have you believing that things are worse now than they have ever been, and it's all because of those guys. That's how they want you to view the world and frame your response to it. As Christ followers, we don't have to be dismayed or riled up over today's happenings because Jesus told us that these kinds of things will happen. And they happened not only today and in Jesus' day. The fear, the anger, the mistrust, and revenge has been a constant throughout history. Even centuries before Jesus, King Solomon said in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 9, What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which one can say, Look, this is something new. It was here already, long ago. It was here before our time. So, am I saying that we should just ignore all that is going on? No, I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is that as children of God, our existence, our peace, and our hope does not hinge on world events. In Ephesians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul says, and remember, he's writing this from a prison cell because he was preaching the gospel. He says, As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Paul reframed his response to the injustice of the world through his relationship with Jesus. Yes, things were bad. Yes, he was in prison for doing what Christ had called him to do. But he did not respond as the world does. He reframed his response. So if we see the world through our relationship with Jesus, how can we make a difference in this world? How can we change things? Well, I hope it comes as no surprise that I'm going to point to the scriptures. The world that Jesus came into was one that was hostile to his teaching. The established religious order was threatened by it, and the Roman government was suspicious of it. Jesus was sentenced to die because of the hatred of the religious authorities and the political ambitions of the local Roman authorities. Each of his faithful disciples were martyred except for John, who survived being boiled in oil and spent the rest of his life in exile. John the Baptist and the Apostle Paul were beheaded, and the deacon Stephen was stoned. Each of these people encountered much worse than we will ever encounter, yet they continued to preach salvation in Jesus Christ because they understood who Jesus is and reframed their response to the world. Hebrews chapter 11 is often called the Faith Hall of Fame. It relates the stories of the struggles and difficulties that were suffered by the early believers. In verse 13, we read, 
All these people were still living in faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. What we have to remember is that the family of God does not find its value in strength in numbers. Its power is not measured by its military strength or its political voting bloc. It is made up of untold millions of individual believers all over the world with a common commission given by Jesus himself to share Christ's gracious offer of salvation that is available to all, to everyone who will receive it. The Holy Spirit reveals himself through our representation of Christ to those we come in contact with. When we who profess to be followers of Christ react to political or world events in the same way that the world does, the world just sees us as another ideology that is no more effective than any other. The Christ follower is called to respond to the evil and injustice of the world in a way that is much different than those who do not follow Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 and 4 says, For though we live in the world... We do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. So how do these divine weapons work? Well, I'll give you some scriptures to remember. When you feel fear arising in you and you are tempted to shut down, remember John 14:27. In it, Jesus says, "Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid." When anger makes you want to lash out, remember Ephesians chapter 4 verse 31. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. When you begin to feel that there is no one you can trust, remember Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. When someone has done you wrong and you want to get back at them, remember Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 through 45. You have heard that it was said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Don't you think that if everyone who identifies as a follower of Christ would frame their response to life's troubles in this way, that they would stand out in a way that would bring honor to Christ's name? I certainly do. And it happens to be the time of year when people make resolutions to change. So if you want to change something, Reframe how you see the world and your response to the bad things that happen in it. Remember that Christ loves the world. He came to live among us and to die for us, not to judge and destroy the world, but to save it. 
As Christ followers, we will acknowledge that the world is angry, fearful, untrusting, and revengeful. But we don't have to be. We will frame our reaction to these things as a world that needs a Savior, and we know who He is. If we represent Christ well, more of the world will find the peace that we have, a peace that makes no sense to the world, but is obvious to every believer. That choice is yours. You can live in this world and be angry, fearful, untrusting, and revengeful, or you can reframe your response to the anger, fear, distrust, and revenge through your relationship with Christ and have the peace that only Jesus can give. I have peace because of Jesus. You can have it too. Resolve today to reframe your response. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the I'm Still Learning podcast. If you find this podcast interesting, won't you please share it with a friend? Also, let me know what you think. Find me on Facebook or Instagram under my name, Randy Whitlow, or send an email to rbwhitlow at me.com. Until next week, I'm Randy Whitlow, and I'm still learning.